right, so um, while we have Alex here, we wanted to take this opportunity and actually do a, a mini cast about something that I had thought about um, and wanted to discuss with you two specifically uh, having Alex here because, um, Alex, your, uh, your experiences with this have actually um, informed me. And um, what I'm talking about specifically is this. Jason and I have mentioned it before, you know, maybe on air, maybe we've been talking about it casually, but we feel that as time goes on, I feel that the general public is getting more and more critical of movies, and they are not enjoying them as much. Um, and I hear this because, and I'm, I'm just speaking simply of my friends. When I talk to people who I know are, you know, into movies and they love movies, they come out of movies that are good, even great, and they think, yeah, it was pretty good. And... I think that I have figured out one of the reasons why that is. Maybe not the only reason, but I do think that I have figured out one of the main reasons why that is. So I first wanted to start out and I wanted to talk to you guys and just see, do you agree with my initial standpoint that there is more of a cynical view for most movies and that there is a general, um, I guess, malcontent. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but there's a general... Um, cynicism that is uh, making it so that movies that are excellent are viewed as good and movies that are good are viewed as all right and you know what I mean and so on it's like one is knocked down every notch I mean what do you guys think about this Alex what do you think am Um, I make am I making sense do you feel like maybe as a population we're viewing movies more cynically yes but I think it partially has to do with the fact that I think it has to do with social networking, how how far that's come. Because I know if I go see a movie, I've kind of already read a lot of hype about it. And so if it doesn't live up to that hype that I've read, and not just from, I mean, like, everyday people, not just, you know, the way movies market to audiences now is they put out teasers and they put out things that are, uh, will kind of, you know, whet the appetites. But then they build up such a buzz that if it falls anywhere below that, people are like, oh, yeah, it was okay, because you were expecting something maybe greater. So I think in the in the age that we're in now where i mean if someone sees a movie they can put it on the internet and you know a million people can read it read what they thought of that movie and they everyone can connect and communicate with each other and they kind of um, have like a predisposed notion going right. in and then also before the movie is released there's discussions about it i mean you see all those um forums where people are t- talking about a movie talking about even hating it before it's even come out yeah, Avatar I mean, is a good example. They'll make a complete judgment about the movie before it, they even never see uh, a, a frame of it. So it's like, I, I think that has partially a lot to do with it. We we raise the bar in our heads so high, and we get we build up this buzz from talking to other people online. And then when it doesn't meet that standard, probably particularly with blockbusters too, because those are the ones that generate the most hype. Then you come back and you actually see the movie and it didn't quite live up to that standard. You raised the bar so high that it it could have actually been a really good movie had you seen nothing about it. Right. That's what I try to do now. I try to not see as much about movies as I can so I can be really enjoy it. Gotcha. What do you think about this, Jason? Do you have a thought on this? Um no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't know what it is. Um I was in Hollywood Studios the other day, and we went on the great movie ride, and then you know how you watch that uh, video at the end? Yes. Where it shows lots of clips from 
supposedly the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, they're considered classics. Yeah. I was watching that, and I was just thinking that there are so many good movies, and and the the car I was in, the vehicle, it was such a diverse group, and I could hear racially I'm, I'm talking about and i could hear a lot of people different people um you know laughing and just like having a good time they like all these different clips of all these different movies i just i found it it was interesting it crosses all these different like racial boundaries and everything and i, I don't know if movies today are quite like that okay if they have the same impact Sure. I, I mean, I can go. I mean, with that. I, don't, I don't. If I think about it, I don't really think of any any mo- modern movies that are classics like that. Yeah, I can understand what you mean. Like, I, I and I know what you mean. It just has the air of a classic. You're just like, yeah, yeah that's a that's a movie that is timeless in its essence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are both very good points. I, I and and I'm I'm thinking of something else, but those are two points that that's why I said I don't believe that I have the only thought on what I believe it is um, I believe I know why when you go because I, I do agree with what you're saying and now with Jason with what you mean don't forget too they're able to select from decades in that so they're able to pick the gems from a long time span and edit them together so it's like like would you say that in 10 years District 9 would be one of those movies or is that too niche I think or niche, already. as they say? One, are you talking about one of the movies that they would present? Perhaps not present, but has that same air of a classic. Like when you show up, people I go, so. oh, yeah, remember? Yeah. Right. I mean, but It that's, felt to me like a classic sci-fi movie. I agree. Um, but he, not many movies these days give me that feeling. Gotcha. Right, and, and I agree with that. Now, I have had two movies that I've seen recently. Um, one of them was District 9. Uh, one of them was another popular movie and both of them were a better experience for me and I, I boiled it down to this reason and this is what I'm getting at and the reason why I think it would be good Alex to have you here is because this happened to you is imagine a meal that you have when you are eating because it's available and you've already eaten but Okay, I could eat, and you go, and you enjoy it. It's not a bad meal. And then imagine that meal you have when you're starving, when you're absolutely hungry, and the food is hot, and it's exactly what you were expecting, and you eat that meal. I would say that most people would say that was a better meal. Even if it was the same food, it was the state of the the hunger you had going into it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, my dad jokes around, and he's from New York, so he goes, There's no better sauce than hunger. <laughs> Would, do you know what I'm saying? How Like Alex and I, we go and we wreck shop at Taco Bell. We will go there and we will spend $20 on just one person and we will eat it. And it's like we'll be so starving that we'll force it all and down. And watch the look of horror on the the young Oh, the cashier, yeah. You know, face when she's ringing everything up, thinking every time we say an item, that's the stopping point. And, and then, then it's for both it of to us together. Level. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you finish, and then I step up and go, okay, now for mine. Uh-huh. More than one occasion they've said, that's all for you. Anyway, um, here's what I'm getting at. I think that with the availability of the clips and trailers and previews, we are, it's the equivalent 
as we see these parts of these movies, it is the equivalent of if we're hungry and we're getting ready to go to a restaurant, you go and the appetizer. You're like, okay, let's get an appetizer. That is exactly what it's designed to do, to whet your appetite, to not fill you, but just to kind of get your stomach a little full so that you're not so hungry that it hurts. I think that that is the equivalent of a trailer, a trailer for a movie. Right. I believe then what happens is, and it's this, this is what the analogy that popped into my head, the film itself is like the main course. And I think that with these 15-minute, like, not teasers or not even trailers, but 15-minute clips from the movie, it's the equivalent of if you've ever cooked yourself and you're cooking a meal for people, and as you're preparing them and taking things out of the oven, um, you're cutting pieces off and, like, tasting it. You know, just because it's there and you're just like, okay, but then you get ready, you set the table, you put it all on the plate, and you're not half as hungry as you were because you picked the whole time you were cooking. I think it's the same thing. What we're doing is, is that we're, we're starving to see these movies, and we're like, wow. The trailer comes out, and it's just enough to keep our appetites there. But then with these clips, these 15 minutes here, um, screen it, see this extended thing here and this here. There's five different trailers with five different clips. It's like we're slowly eating little bits so that by the time we go to actually see the movie, we've already tasted all it has to offer because they show all the good parts. We've already been filled, as it were. We're not nearly as hungry for what it's supposed to deliver. And so we're disappointed because we're like, yeah, that was a pretty good meal. But meanwhile, it's because we've taken it and we've used, I think, the... Uh, media is doing this to us. The movie companies and stuff, they're just like, yeah, put it all out there, put it all out there. And we're using this to the point to where it's lessening the full singleness of impact of the film when we sit down and see it. And for me, those two movies that I saw, mm-hmm. both of them were um, movies like um, District 9, people who have seen it, almost everyone I know said it was incredible. The other film that I saw, which I won't, I won't mention exactly which one because I, I just I want to keep it generic. The idea is this. I went and saw it with two other people. They had seen extensive trailers, previews, clips. I had not. I went there. I saw the movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly and came out thinking that was so great. They were disappointed because they said these words. All the good stuff was in the trailers. So to them, there were even parts in the movie where there was a a moment of suspense where there was going to be a reveal. And they said that if you watched the second and third teaser or the trailer, that the the moment of reveal was in there. And I was like, so me, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? They both told me, they were my brothers. They were like, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be this thing. So that moment in the film that was supposed to be suspenseful, destroyed. It didn't build suspense. It didn't build enjoyment. You know, so all the cool, quote unquote, cool parts that they were waiting for, they had already seen. That happened to me with Iron Man. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I wanted you here for this podcast, because you didn't enjoy Iron Man as much as me, because you had already seen a lot of But don't of get it. me wrong, I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yo, and you thought it was but awesome. yes, it would have been a lot better had I not seen some of the clips that were online. All those little reveals, all those little fun parts, all those things that would unfold in front of you to make the experience new and magical and enjoyable, you had already tasted those here and there, so as it went through... It was like, oh, yeah, 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 I, I remember that. Or, oh, they show I see too that much nowadays. Like, you know what movie really did it well? It's where I, I actually enjoyed the movie because on purpose they did not reveal a lot was Cloverfield because their whole marketing campaign was we're going to show you everything but what you want to see. 
so it built up more anticipation. I went and saw that movie. Nobody knew what the creature looked like, and then when you saw it, you were like, yeah, okay, this is really, that looks really good, and it wasn't like, then after that, once the movie was released, then they started showing, to get everyone else to come, they started showing the trailer with the creature in it, but I liked that they did not show anything about that movie, and you you really wanted to see what, what happened. They built a really good, um, they teased you really well with it. And that's the example that I was going to use. Is that and then I even read interviews with J.J. Abrams who said he wanted it to be more like the '80s, where the only time you saw movie trailers was when you went to see movies, mm-hmm. and you would see it and be like, "Whoa, what's that?" And you couldn't right. go home and look it up; mm-hmm. you had to wait. And then the movie poster would appear a couple months before, and you'd be like, "Oh man, I wonder if that's going to be good." Now, granted, it's a risk because you're going to go and pay, and it's either good or bad. But I loved that about Cloverfield because it did that on purpose. They didn't release anything. You couldn't go online, and unless you researched the viral marketing that they had in place, which even even then even all then it did they was didn't show barely anything. no they filled in some backstory. Even it. then, all they did was they purposely they didn't even tell you the title of the movie right away. And I thought it's the you know we as people we want to know things we want to know we want to experience we're experiential creatures and we're like you know what. <laughs> You think about it. You're telling a story or you're, you're summing up. If you've ever given a plot summary for an episode, if you stop in the middle, what's the first question people are going to ask? Well, what happens? People want to know what happens. They want that closure. And I think if you leave that suspense there, that dangling, it creates more of a desire and a hunger. And then if, they, if people do go and see it, I think that it's more satisfying. So you think basically that they reveal too much in the previews these days. Well, not, I, I wouldn't say so much the preview. Like, I saw trailers for District 9, and I know they did a couple teaser spots. And then um, there was only one clip I watched online, and it was like 30 seconds. It wasn't even that long. But there was a lot of stuff in that and that they didn't show, and so I really enjoyed the movie because it wasn't... There were still a lot of surprises. Even when they showed... They showed in that trailer some of the ending scenes. Yeah. Not story-driven so what ending is your scenes. point if that's not it? No, no, no. My point is not the trailer. I think the they should release... That they release extended clips. Oh yeah, they're like eight minutes long. You can watch like half the movie. Every movie. No, 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 no. But well, well, that's the ones that you're looking most forward to. In general, mostly those are the ones I look most forward to. Part of it is a lack of creativity and uh, passion. I think the filmmaking. No, I think part of it is the studio saying, "Hey, show these people that it's going to be awesome, so we can make a lot of money." I think that they're, yeah, well, and then that goes kind of back to, I don't believe that that is why movies, see, now, don't don't mistake my question. I'm not saying that all, why are movies not as good? I'm saying, why are we more cynical about them? Hmm. So if a movie, and, and like I said, it's like it almost drops each movie down a notch. If a movie was awful, it gets dropped down to horrendous. You know what I mean? Or, or if a movie was excellent, it gets dropped down to great, and from great to good, because we've seen those little reveals. So I'm not saying that bad movies get better or good movies get, um, or, or I guess what I'm saying is I'm not saying there are more good movies or less bad movies. I still think that it's important to make a good creative film with passion. Mm-hmm. But even when that good creative film with passion does come out, as a as a society as a, a of America here, as as a film viewing public, we go and we're like, yeah, it was pretty good. Because we've already seen all the little nuggets of like awesome to get me into the theater, and there's usually nothing to pay off that makes me go, "Oh yeah, here's more." You know what well, I mean? Well, look at the listen to the movies or look at the movies that we're talking about. District Nine, what had like a thirty million dollar budget. Uh, Cloverfield had like a, I think it was around thirty million, forty million. 
these are low budget movies, so they may not have the giant budget to spend on marketing. Yeah, that's a good point. And putting, you know, so and also too, I don't think they have as much studio control or as far as like, you know, executives coming in making decisions that you know may be detrimental to the film. I think they have less of that, so there's a little less of maybe the, of the bureaucracy involved as well. Plus, with the lower budget for the marketing, you know, maybe that's why those those movies are, we consider them better because they're actually they're not trying to like District Nine. I thought it, that you could have take. I mean, you don't want to take the effects out of that movie, but the story was really good and the acting was really good, which you don't see in a lot of movies with those kind of effects. Yeah, I agree. So it was one of those where. I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, I really care about the character, and the story is good, and then they throw in the stuff that makes me want to, you know, punch the guy's leg next to me in awesomeness. Yeah. They throw that stuff in there, too, and I'm like, wow, this is an excellent movie, because they pretty much took all the elements that are good, and, you know, they threw it all into it and made a great movie. So, I think some, I think the the bigger movies, they get a little bit lost in the in the in the whole aspect of how how can we please the most people and not how can we make a a great movie sure and pleasing the most people means releasing clips that people will be like okay I want to go see that movie even if you're not a fan like Spider-Man made a ton of money but people that weren't even fans of Spider-Man went saw it cuz you know I mean that when it opened up it was like oh wow this is like a superhero movie and you know people were really excited about it even people that didn't weren't really into superheroes that much told me they liked that movie so yeah I think it, it a lot of it has to do with uh with the budget and with um you know how much involvement the the execs really have in the process too. Right. Well, and I and I understand they make movies to make money. I understand that. So you want to please most people because it's still revenue generating all that stuff. But what do you what do you think Jason about what I'm saying though is that I think that not whether or not you know is Hollywood releasing good movies. Are they more creative than they used to be and things like that? Cuz I think that that is cyclical. I think it goes up and down, and there are trends, and you can follow it through all the decades of movies. There are trendsetters, and then there are clones, and there are trendsetters, and then there are clones, and then there are original mm-hmm. things, and there are rehashes. There are remakes, and the, you know. Yeah. But within all that, I think it's getting worse because we're seeing more of the movie before we get to go in. We're like I, I keep using the analogy of eating because I know I enjoy a meal more when I'm really hungry, and it's like if we feed that with the things that are designed to be small treats for me to enjoy the movie and I already know it's coming or I know it's happening for me that experience is lessened and so I don't know what do you do what do you think about that uh, I don't think it, it lessens it for me oh really that's maybe why I can't quite understand it because I mean it, 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 if it if the movie is good then it's good no matter if I've seen a 15 minute clip or online or not if it's good, it's still going to be good in the theater. Yeah, and I guess that it's a matter of what makes it good. Obviously, it's a it's a matter of opinion, so it's what makes it good for each of us. And I know for me, I like being surprised by things in a good way. Like, I like it when things unfold and I'm wrapped up in it and I'm not thinking, oh, this is what's going to happen next. or Because oh. I'm very plot-based and structural-minded and things like that. And so when I can forget about all that stuff and think about just like wow what's unfolding before me like district nine's a perfect example i never thought like what's going to happen next i was just kind of so engrossed in what was happening at the moment yeah that when the next scene unfolded i was like oh yeah this is what i want to see next but if i had seen a bunch of clips i think 
then there would have been scenes which were a surprise to me where I was like, whoa, what is going to happen next? I'd be like, oh, okay, this is the scene where such and such happens. Oh, this is the scene where such and such weapon is being tested. And this is the scene where such and such is unwrapped and revealed. And, you know, those kinds of things where I'm like, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this. Whereas when that's a surprise to me, to me, I enjoy it more because it's this immersive experience. I remember when I saw Iron Man, I remember thinking as some scene started, oh, that that clip is starting. Like right. I was thinking it in terms of, oh, that clip that I've already seen online, that one's starting now. I've seen how this goes. And they edit them down, but you pretty much know what's going on. So that kind of – and that was my fault. I mean, I it's not like people force you to watch clips, but you just get – you get so excited about the movie, you want to see as much about it as possible. To me – it does. It doesn't make it any less of a of a good movie because it's still a really good movie. But I I I'm with you on that. I do like the surprise element because then you're like truly there's a true wow factor there instead of oh that's really cool but I've seen it before. Yeah, and I think so, so for me, I I have started kind of enact this little clause of my own where it's like I watch a trailer when it first comes out, I watch it once, and that's it. Like the Wolfman trailer I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch anything else about that. That's going to be good, by the way. But do you think watching a trailer and watching maybe a 15-minute clip clip of the movie would make someone come out of the movie at the end and say, I didn't think that was good? I think it, it depends on the clip. I think it, not not it wasn't good, but I think that it's, it's less of what he's saying. It's less of sense of wonder and surprise and amazement. All those tricks that the filmmakers put in there all those things that they want to wow you with and surprise you and 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 take you on this journey this up and this down and everything like that it's like it's there's all 50 minutes of two hours well but that's what i'm saying though is it's 15 minutes plus i mean seriously in some cases five six seven different trailers where we're seeing three second clips of different scenes where I think you see things spli- happening. It's different when it's like, I think that the spliced up clips is what gets me the most because they're taking the best parts of the movies and like some of the better scenes to me and putting them into little clips. If it's like a, where they show, okay, we're going to show the first five minutes of this movie where it's the actual, for like what they did with uh, The Dark Knight. Right. That didn't ruin it for me because that was like, I didn't see, a, they didn't start like splicing together the best scenes. They just played the first part of the movie and you're like, okay, this is going to be really good. Um, so I think it just depends if they break it up and are, and they're they're cherry picking the best scenes. I think that's worse than if they just play one segment because with one segment you can't really get a whole grasp. You know, even an eight to ten minute segment you can't right. really get a. I think you can't really get a whole grasp of the what the movie is going to be. Right. I think it's the fifteen minute clip in addition to the seven trailers. With I mean, like I'll I'm not going to spoil what it was, but there was a scene from District Nine that was less intense for me because I had seen it in the trailer. And I was like, I mean, I saw exactly what was going to happen in the trailer. And so the suspense that was supposed to be built from it was zero for me because I knew exactly what was going to happen. So for the record, that movie was awesome. It was. I was thoroughly enjoyed. So what I'm saying is, is that for someone like me, I can extrapolate a lot from the little clips in the trailers. Like I can kind of sense where it's like if you see in a Spider-Man film, his costumes all ripped and something explodes behind him in what scene it's like. I photographically remember that kind of stuff in some cases, so I'll be like, oh, this is the scene where something's going to blow up and his costume's going to be ripped. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, I think that we ingest, and, and I think that it also goes to what, what Alex was talking about. The early reviews, reading script reviews, oh, having pro- <laughs> production photos, and, and these things that where it's like all these elements that we never had access to before. 
Now we have full access, so there's a there's a, a good side because we have the you know the ability to go. We hate it. And you can even watch versions of the. I mean, when Wolverine before it was released, you could watch a version of the movie. You could download a version of it, right? They had you a, know. So you're just saying for the big budget movies, mostly for the yeah. The I, most, I think that this prominent. would I would say that would be more prominent. Yeah, for big budget movies, I guess that's a good way to put it. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes, I'd say for more big budget movies. Movies they're, <laughs> they're not going to release a bunch of five minute clips of Schindler's List. You know it's a really good movie, but you're not going to be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, this is where we're, you know, they're not going to try to, that's not one of those movies where that's more based on content than it is um, large budget effects and things like that. It's that's not what, a summer those, movie. Those movies with large budget effects, you, they're going to put those effects out there for you to see. Because I think also, too, I have a theory, and I'm, it's not too far-fetched, I don't think, is that they put those things out there to see how people will react to them. They're, oh they sure. Get on the, they get on the the message boards and they're like, okay, we just re- like when the Iron Man clip came out where he shoots the tank, and when they showed it during the Super Bowl, it looked like PS2 cutscene graphics. Huh. I was like, oh man, that doesn't look too good. But then when you see the final cut, I mean, that's dang near close to looking real. I mean, apart from a little bit of the movement, it looks really good. But when you see that first one, I think they kind of throw stuff out there too. You just kind of um, just to see how people will react to things and. Uh, and see, and maybe I don't know if they make changes on it, but I would imagine that there are probably some changes made to movies based on fan reaction. I would, I would. Oh, put that I, past, I would uh, guarantee that studios. I guarantee that. So, but so I would say, yeah, I think that that it's safe to say that. Um. Uh, with, I guess it it fits with summer summer movies. Can you attribute it to? Can you attribute that reason to why? people are cynical about all the movies they are um i think that the ones i'm thinking of particularly are the because the are summer movies because we just finished the summer season i see because i honestly i don't believe that there's as much hype around the fall movies like the oscar worthy movies and stuff like that there's not as much like who's like oh man i can't wait to see the time traveler's wife <laughs> okay, like the, i'm sure saw that movie i'm sure that i saw that movie i'm sure that there was i have a girlfriend i saw that movie are you you don't have to blame it on a girlfriend. I would see the movie by myself. Okay, Let's both not of do you. This. Come Gay? On. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I would. I would have. Hey, we saw the poster for it. And I told you that I wanted to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I did want to see it. It was interesting. I was just saying that because I would time travel back to make sure that movie was never made. Actually, it was quite cold. Yeah. And and the the woman who wrote the book said that it's an allegory for failed relationships and that makes so much sense now that I've seen it. Okay. Anyway, uh that <laughs> so was would you still see it by yourself, Jason? I'll go with well, you. Well, no, no, no. I'll, I'll go buy with your you there. ticket. Hey, look man, I've seen I've seen what would be considered feminine movies by myself before I, you know. Yeah, I, I admit it on the air. We're going to edit that out. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> edit that out. what I would say is that um your original question was would I attribute that to Did you ever watch The Notebook? I would never do that. Seriously? I, I, hey, you know the only Wait, reason... Wait, is that the one where the guy dies in the ship at the end? No. He falls in the water? Whoa, 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 whoa. Even if it is, spoiler alert. <laughs> You're talking about Titanic? No, certainly not. Whoa, let's we'll just... We'll just what not. was that movie? <laughs> I don't know, but... Oh, that's right. It hasn't come out yet. It's supposed to be that one that's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> that reminds me of I can't remember when... the name of it. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> I'll sure. tell you what's hilarious. Remember when our, our, our bass player, Steve, goes... Oh man, the greatest TV show I think ever is called The Wire. 
And we're like, oh, yeah. He goes, it's crazy because each season they focus on a different aspect of a city and how its inner workings are in <laughs> gangs and everything like that. And I was like, wow, okay, well, we got to check that out. He goes, yeah, and it's crazy because it ends. And we go, whoa, 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 whoa. You just told us it was the best TV show ever, and you're going to tell us how it ends? Oh, yeah. It almost <laughs> happened. Like, almost I had to stop him thing. verbally. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, I think that, it, it again, this is just from my standpoint, and I guess to narrow it down and funnel it down, it could be applicable to summer movies or larger blockbuster hype-based movies because there aren't as many movies that are hyped coming in the fall and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. It was just a thought because... The people around me were experiencing that. They were telling me in so many words. They weren't saying it this exact way, but they were saying in so many words, man, I would have enjoyed it so much more had I not seen so much about it. The magic wasn't there. Mm. It turned a great movie into just a good movie. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because now, And I think, too, maybe maybe that'll be gone if you go back and rewatch it in two, three years. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, wow. You know, I don't know. Now, Timmy, like remember the hype around the George Clooney classic Solaris and how that uh, met and exceeded your expectations beyond belief. That movie was an excuse to see his shiny rear in space. I was so... That was James Cameron produced that movie. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Who oh. was in that? George, George Clooney. Clooney. Oh. And Solaris. his rear end. Solaris roughly translates into George Clooney's rear end. I see. Mm. It's Latin. In Is that space. the focus of the film? More or less. It's out of focus sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, then they focus right back on it. It's it's a. Uh, it was very not good. Still, <laughs> you can say it. It's okay. Emotional, psychological space drama about a man in space who was I'd like still alone. To oh. this day, can't tell you what it was about. I remember we went to Denny's afterwards. So you didn't like it? Oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry. No, I, I oh, was, he he was just yeah. He was being sarcastic. I, was, yeah, I, I, was I being really sarcastic. really didn't enjoy that. I spent money on that. Huh. However, was, yeah, it wasn't that good. If you want to see a movie that is. Along the same lines in the premise neighborhood, but was excellent. Go see Moon. No, you didn't just say that to me. You yeah. saw Moon? Of course. <sighs> Never seen it. So bad. Did anybody see Jason? Sunshine? I didn't good? see. I didn't see Sunshine. I heard no. that was like pretty crazy good. But I'll, I don't. I'll get it on Netflix. I didn't know Moon was fantastic. And I, I bet it was, it was exceptional. I what see is that? So I don't know. Uh, it was Sam Rockwell, and um, without giving anything away. He is the on ending. No. He's on the moon and he is an astronaut um nearing the end of a 5-year mission Three. on the moon. On the moon, 3-year mission. Yeah. 3-year mission on the moon and uh there's a corporation that's harvesting a specific element from the soil on the moon. Right. And he has to run the harvester, and he's kind of up there, and it's a it's a mission of himself? solitude. Yeah, it's a mission of solitude. He has so is the movie mostly him by himself? Yeah, with a computer. <laughs> That's like a HAL style computer. Who is, uh, who was he in? You'd know him if you saw him. I know, I recognize the name. And yeah, I can't think of it. you'd know him if you saw him. He's a character actor. But it had the, and the computer's voice, uh, I won't tell you which celebrity it is, but you'll, you'll I've know. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it was. When it was, did it come out? Um, was it like a Sundance movie or something? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was in film festivals. Yeah, the only place around here it. that I saw that was playing, it was at the Winter Park Theater. Yeah, they play a lot of those independent yeah. films. Yeah, we saw it in Melbourne on uh, my girlfriend's yeah. side of town. I'll have to check that out. I didn't I know you even knew too. about that film. Yeah, it was very good. It was yeah. very good. I have to wait until it comes out on DVD. Yeah. Oh, it's a new release. Yeah, it just it just left theaters this summer. It was in there for a short run. Um, it was good though. It was really cool. It's a good movie. Really well acted. How Sam Rockwell did a really good job. How do you see these obscure movies? Because I 
can't picture you sitting at home on a Saturday night going, you know what? I'll go see Moon. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> You're asking me that? Yes. I saw the trailer for it, and I said, I really um, want to see it. You committed that. your number one Cardinal No, sin. no, no. I'll watch a trailer. One time. One time, one trailer, that's it. And I watched it, and it interested me. And so when it was in the theater, um, Shonda and I were looking like, hey, what do you want to go see? And we saw a matinee of that. I was like, hey, can I pick? She goes, yep. And it was it was either that or... I want to say... it goes to jail. <laughs> no, no, it was that or... Uh, I'm trying to think of what Aliens in the Attic... Um, or what was the one recently with the murders on the beach with the tourists? It's called like Getaway or something like that, or Escape. Oh, or the one, yeah, I know. You're whatever about. it was. So it was those three, and I was like, I want to see, I want to see Moon. She's like, all right. Did she like it? Yeah, she liked it a lot. That's good. Yeah, so it was cool. But um, so I guess that it's you know to kind of wrap up. I I I had that epiphany, and I thought that it mattered to me to enjoy movies. Again, it, as you say, it, it won't bother you, but. To me, that's an important element, and I think that. Um, how about this? Just do a do a test. Any listeners, and and maybe you, Jason, just watch a trailer once. Don't see anything else about it, and go into a movie cold, and one see movie. if it makes a difference. I don't know. Like one that I'm really gonna have to dodge and dance around is Sherlock Holmes because that's gonna be everywhere. Hmm. I'll do it with Wolfman. I've only watched that trailer once. Yeah, yeah, that looked pretty cool. How much have you seen on Sherlock Holmes? Only two trailers, and they were almost the exact same. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw two. I saw one on accident because I was showing you on YouTube, and I thought one was the other. Mm-hmm. So I wanted him to see the one where Beneath the Pillow lies the key to my release. Oh, man. And, I uh, hope it's really funny. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, so I'm going to avoid trailers for that and clips from that and also Wolfman. Hmm. So, one good thing about movies later in the year, like you said, is they're not promoted as much. No. Nearly yeah. as much as the summer movies are. Because fall isn't really like... The movie studios aren't going, yeah, we got a fall release coming up. Well, no, they, they do it for different reasons. you got your summer movies where it's like, yeah, we need to bring in tons of money. Right. And then they go, yeah, we got to have some an Oscar. Oscar movies. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Which can also bring in a ton of money, but from a different crowd. So it's like... you think District 9 will win anything? It might. I was thinking maybe visual. Visual effects. Maybe. Dude, $30 million budget, and they had better CG than James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Explain that one to me. Explain that uncanny valley, James. <laughs> <laughs> the uncanny prawn. I think that uh, that for this fall season, you know, for a, because you were asking, do you think District Nine will win anything? It's a shame because the actor in that who played the lead was fantastic. Like I really was impressed. Yeah, he did a really good job. But at the same time, too, I also think that other movies that are coming out, we're going to be highly focused on actors. You know, they might overshadow that small. Mm-hmm. Not that it was a small performance, but you realize you lobby to your peers. You actually take out ads and things, and you lobby to win those awards. There's a whole political system to it. It's very, um, it's not based simply on performance. It's based on performance and popularity. Unfortunately, what's the point then? I don't know. It's so they can pat each other on the back, right? It really means nothing. Mm. So, and you know what I'll do? I'll post. Uh, I guess that'll be the end of this. Um, mini cast about this topic mini, but that was <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I there's a great um, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a, an article from Nick Cave from uh, you know Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and MTV tried to give him a best music video award and he wouldn't accept it hmm. and there's a great speech that goes with it and he does his Nick Cave eloquence 
and says it in such a way that's poetic and darn cool. Is it a video or just a... It was uh, the video for Wild Rose. No, I'm saying the video of him declining is that... No, it's a it's a letter he wrote. Oh, can I read it some place? Oh, yeah, I'll post oh, okay. it. I'll All post right. it on the blog. Excellent. So, everyone, thanks for listening. This has been the Multi-Geek Show minicast, uh, where we decided if I figured out an element of something that was degrading society's um, enjoyment of film. So, you decide. Let us know. You can email us at multigeek.show at gmail.com, or you can visit us on the blog and comment at multigeekshow.blogspot.com. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to rate us in iTunes if you love us. Uh, or if you hate us. Thanks so much. See ya. Goodbye. Bye.